lifelong learners to another episode of Teacher Quit Talk, where we delve into the exciting world of education and all its transformative possibilities. That's right. Redact, misredacted. Today, we're diving deep into a topic that's been making waves in the education landscape, artificial intelligence. AI is no longer just a futuristic topic. It's becoming increasingly integrated into classrooms, shaping the way we teach and learn. But what does this mean for educators? How can we harness the power of AI to enhance learning experiences while ensuring ethical and equitable implementation? Join us as we navigate through these questions and more, exploring the potential of AI to revolutionize education and empower both teachers and students. So grab your favorite beverage, settle in. Let's embark on this educational journey together. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. And that is why no one (laughs) listening to this should be scared that AI is going to take their job, because I'm sure you recognize that that was fucking awful. (laughs) And that was ChatGPT writing an intro script for this podcast. They don't know us at all. They didn't cuss once. No, I didn't give them much info. Whatever. I'm going to put they curse a lot (laughs) and are very funny. I've tried to ask ChatGPT to be funnier and it's like... It won't curse. (gasps) It won't? It says the dynamic duo ready to kick some bleep knowledge bombs your way while dropping more F-bombs than your grandma at bingo night. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I hate it. And I said in include curse words and it changed it to all right you beautiful bleep people it won't curse is chat gpt mormon <gasps> what did we just uncover they gave me an answer i said why don't you curse and it said i understand you're looking for a bit more raw and unfiltered energy unfortunately i'm programmed to maintain a professional and respectful tone yeah unfortunately for us all chat gpt Think of the fun we could be having. I feel like that's when, like, as a waitress, you have to, like, tell the customers that, like, you you are not going to hang out with them outside of work. Like, I feel like that's what ChatGPT just said to me. They were like, we're, no, we don't do that here. We're going to be respectful. Mm-hmm. My coworker said something really funny about AI um, the other day. She's really funny, so I don't think she would mind me sharing this because she makes fun of herself for being not great with technology. I I would take a bullet for you if you're listening to this. She was like, I know that you've tried to convince me that AI is not going to kill us all. And I don't believe you, but I am having a good time with the AI feature on Quizlet. And then she goes, but I think it's in my computer. And I was like, what do you mean it's in your computer? Like, did you download the Quizlet app onto your computer? And she goes, no, I had a Word document up and I had typed up questions. And then I looked later and the answers were there. And I was like, I don't think that happened. (laughs) No way. I was like, is it possible you could have forgotten that you put the answers on there? Right. And she goes, maybe. She goes, so there's no way it was the AI that did it? And I was like, no. No. AI is not in Microsoft Word. You're safe there. I love it so much. (laughs) We're AI and we're in your computer. And we're just puttering about in there (laughs) so we i've been seeing a lot of shit this week in the news about whatchamacallit about ai and i have i have no experience with this i feel like this has blown up in the past couple of years but i don't know I feel like you're tech savvy, so you would know. So this is the type of tech savvy that I am, is that if you compare me to the general population, I'm very, very tech savvy. I give myself like a solid seven out of 10. But if you put me in a room of people that like know about AI, I am stupid. Like I love it. I use it. I understand it. Do I really understand it? Not really. Like I understand it enough to use it, but I don't understand it enough from like a, I don't know what the numbers are doing in there. Like I know you guys made it and I know that you also don't know because there's a lot about AI that we don't know. 
which that's scary. I don't understand how you made it and you don't know. Wait, is that real? They like don't know? No, that's like fully a fact. I'll Google it and double check. I had a boyfriend in high school whose dad was like really into this shit and he made me watch something about the singularity and it was about like AI basically taking over the world and being in your brain and like Today I saw something that Elon Musk put a microchip in somebody's brain. And I'm like, I think this is actually too much for me right now. But I found the quote I was looking for. Okay. This is from um, a Vox podcast. They interviewed this guy. He is an AI scientist, Sam Bowman. We built it. We trained it. But we don't know what it's doing. If we open up ChatGPT or a system like it and look inside, you just see millions of numbers flipping around a few hundred times a second, and we just have no idea what any of it means. How the fuck is that even possible? That's what I don't understand. I meant to like have this episode be like a don't be scared, but then I remembered the reasons to be scared because I don't understand how you built it and you trained it, but you don't know what it's doing. Like, how do you not know what it's doing? I know. Isn't that so weird? And he said, how do systems like ChatGPT work? How do engineers actually train them? And what he said is they're trained by basically doing autocomplete. We'll feed these systems long text from the web. We have them read through a Wikipedia article word by word. And then after it's seen each word, we're going to ask it what word comes next. It's doing this with probability. It's saying there's a 20% chance of this. There's a 20% chance of that. It takes months and millions of dollars. um, But then you get a really fancy autocomplete tool. So basically, they're like feeding it stuff, but I guess they after it's trained, they don't know how it's doing that. I don't understand what they don't know. Like I feel like I, it seems like y'all know what's going on. This is why sometimes I hate tech people. Like I'm so sorry, love y'all so much, but y'all get so caught up in the details because to them, the fact that they can't explain or recall every single step of the process explicitly, they think they don't understand it. From what I'm gathering here is it works on a probability model, so it's hard to predict because you're also working on a human probability model. So occasionally you get it wrong of what it spits out. Like you think it's going to do X and it does Y. So the scientists are like, we got no idea, man. But from what I'm reading, it kind of seems like y'all do know and you just have really high standards. I'm going to agree with that on principle because I'm scared to not agree with that because the alternative is very frightening. So you both use it and have had issues not issues but like your students use it for good we've had issues (laughs) it's the issue has been raised so what do you do this is one of the reasons why i'm glad i left the classroom because the company i worked for trained me really really well on ai because they were laying off a bunch of people so they were like here use ai and then you can work very fast so that is the my original place of learning comes from like an efficiency mindset like i know there's people that are like oh you can use it creatively to me i just like view it as the lens of like making robots do my work and saving my time um so from a worker perspective i love that i love that because then i can dedicate more time to things that i think i get like a bigger reward from my time on but on the flip side of that i think it poses a really rough challenge to educators because it is really easy to cheat with it like it's it's incredible how well that it cheats like it's shocking how good of a job it does if you know how to use it well it makes it easier to catch them because a lot of them don't know how to use it well so i'm on both sides of the ai fence when i'm grading i absolutely hate it when i'm planning i love it is it like how like my spanish teacher hated when we used google translate Ooh, i think it's a similar issue like i think it 
both comes from a place of like, I want you to actually be thinking and not just like clicking and copying and pasting. And yeah, it actually is really similar to that. So it's like, it's similar for two reasons. One is because like, I want to see what you know, like I want to see what you can do. And like, if you're just putting it into the internet, that's not that helpful. And mainly just because if you don't understand it, like I want to talk to you about it and make sure that you understand it. And then the other piece of it is that a lot of times it's wrong and it's not perfect. Like Google Translate is not perfect. So there's a lot of, and that's when I say like, you have to know how to use it to really use it well. And a lot of kids don't know how to use it and because it's new and they haven't been trained on it. So why would they? So like a really good example is a kid put into AI to write something about President Johnson. When I asked them that question, I was talking about Andrew Johnson. The AI wrote something about Lyndon B. Johnson. So like, immediately no. That makes a lot of sense. Like a lot of things. I'm like close, but no. So like when you give it really good prompts, it can be helpful for kids. And I'm not against kids using it in the academic setting. Like one way I taught them to use it that I think is really beneficial is I showed them how when we were reading documents from like the 1600s, I would paste them into AI and put like put this in more understandable language. Mm -hmm. And then it like spit it back out. And I was telling him, I was like, AI is really good at when you give it things, it can turn it into other things. It's really good at rearranging information. It's not good at starting from scratch. Like it is a robot. So when you ask it a question, it's not getting the context of the question or any of that. So it's just going to talk about like a lot, like the same thing. Another kid, we did an essay about like controversies when they ratified the Constitution and she used ChatGPT and her essay was talking about how Obamacare caused a constitutional controversy. And I was like, yes, that like is true, but like that's not what we're doing right now. <laughs> I'm getting a picture of how they don't know how to use it. Yeah. Because they'll literally just paste it in there. Mm -hmm. I honestly probably wouldn't catch them if they like put the question I asked them and then wrote a paragraph about like the context of this is we're learning about blah, blah, blah. Write this as a 10th grader. Like if they could put in a fire prompt like that, I probably wouldn't be catching them as much. But when you just copy and paste, what do President Johnson's actions show during this time? It's not going to get you to where you're trying to go. I used it in grad school last semester a lot. Like grad school is just a lot of learning really new, hard academic language. It's a, a pretty steep learning curve for me. So I would like ask the differences between different types of research or different types of data. And that was really helpful. But I can totally see it being a double-edged sword. But Quizlet has a AI feature. What do you do with Quizlet? I don't know. I haven't. It didn't have that oh, in wait, my day. No, I have used. Well, I haven't used it, but my co-teacher used it. So she, what my co-teacher used it for that I'm sure it can be used in other ways is I made a study guide for our test. She uploaded the study guide to Quizlet and it turned oh, it into flashcards. That's cool. And I think what it can also do is like you can take a set of flashcards and like turn it into multiple choice questions. So it's like another example of what AI is really good at is rearranging information. I think that's really cool. It's like your little personal robot assistant in that way. Yeah. And then I think there's also a feature where you can like the kids can be like, I don't understand this. Explain it. But I've heard very mixed reviews about that. Mm. When I was looking for articles about today's episode, I found that TechCrunch, they make it very like enticing sounding. 
And mm-hmm. I can see how somebody who's not in the classroom or hasn't ever been in the classroom might be reading those types of like fluffy articles and being like, wow, this is going to revolutionize the classroom. Like if I hear the word gamification one more time, I'm going to cry. How about readification? Let's <laughs> learn how to read. How about literacyfication? Where's the crowds <laughs> on that? Where's the clapping? I know. Every, everyone loves Blook It. It's easy to love Blook It. You think I don't like Blook It? It's so interesting to see like the different, like you can tell right away, in my opinion, when reading these articles, like who is with it and who is maybe not with it and maybe trying to sell you something. Oh God, we're in such a late stage of capitalism. We can't even get reliable news about AI. One of the first ones I found, I probably found it first because they used AI to do the SEO. They said, um, it's funny because it's true. I know. <laughs> Transforming education into a personalized, addictive learning experience. Addictive learning experience is really not sitting well with me. I feel like some people are using this technology like, oh, kids love an iPad. So this TechCrunch article was written by the co-founder and CEO of a company called CodeSignal. This is a platform for assessing and measuring technical aptitude during the engineer hiring process. That sounds like a fake company. That sounds like you do crime for a living and I just asked you what you do for a living at a party. That's what that sounds like. Do you remember being on the apps and the boys that would be like CEO in their little bios instantly i was like left left swipe shut the fuck up because i feel like if you're a real ceo you're like probably obnoxious and you put something aloof like executive right as your title or you're on raya yeah you probably are a ceo of like you're like a legal frenchie operation out of your backyard like yeah you're you can be ceo of anything that means nothing i love and really (laughs) now i'm just like making fun of this man i feel really bad but like at the top of the article he's like as a child in armenia i was enthralled by the fiercely competitive math olympiads yet as an adult i couldn't find that same motivation while studying math at mit shut up way to name drop mit (laughs) way to name drop mit immediate like i just know he's like at mit there's like a b-roll that's like kind of like muted colors of like him in the library like pushing his hair out of his face he's like oh i'm just not as excited as i was about the armenian math olympics (laughs) i can't i don't think anything will capture my essence like that sorry guys this is like not the point but i like i can't stop so anyways this guy who works with like engineering nothing to do with education has written an education article so here we are why not why not of course you have and here i am giving it a platform on my podcast (laughs) just forcing all of you to read it you you have to read it because i have to unlock tech crunch for just nine dollars I'm not going to read the whole thing. I have the preview up. I thought maybe like your husband had it or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I have it behind a paywall, but I can see <laughs> half of it. Anyways, so God, fuck. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm getting back to it. Um, this person is talking about AI making learning addictive. Like instead of competing with their current addiction, maybe let's just like not have them be addicted to things. Yeah, and this article is trying to talk about like creating self-motivated learners. This is like intrinsic motivation that we've talked about before. But 
I don't know that AI is going to do that. I want to meet the kid that tech bros write about. I want to meet that kid that plays an AI game and then they go, wow, I really do have a passion for learning. And then they just crack open a book. So (laughs) this guy is saying that the reason that AI can lead to intrinsic motivation is because it has little to do with cutting edge advancements in AI and computer science and more to do with the fundamentals of what makes a learner engaged, motivated, and excited. Perhaps in terms of what makes Cocoa Melon enticing to a toddler. Colors. It's very quick. Shapes. It's easy. Noises. I'm going to move on to Ed Surge. I like Ed Surge. They surge that education. I'll give them that. Oh, my God. (laughs) This one is called... Inside the Push to Bring AI Literacy to Schools and Colleges by Jeffrey R. Young. And this is actually part of the EdSurge podcast. And he's talking about AI literacy in terms of a subject to teach in school. So like a lot of people are already teaching media literacy and like social studies. But AI literacy is something like a technology class that should be offered is like the argument. I like that. Me too. I think that we do need that desperately, Mm -hmm. especially because one of my friends thought the photos of Trump getting arrested where he was getting tackled were real. So I think that they would have benefited from that class. He was just praying in a church with six fingers on each hand. Like, I don't understand how the first thing we do is not count fingers in this day and age. Always got to check them fingers, you guys. Yeah, you got to count the fingers, guys. So he, he notes that AI has been compared to the printing press in terms of how influential it could be. And I fully agree with that. I think that this is going to like, I don't think it's going to happen overnight based on what experts have been telling us, but it is absolutely going to change the face of like the workforce and education and how we engage with one another Mm -hmm. and how we get our news like it's it's going to be a big deal i think it is as revolutionary if not more it's like in the same plane that i put like the internet and the printing press like they just completely 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 changed everything about our society yeah do you want me to pull up the other article yeah open ai is working on ai education and safety initiative with common sense media this is a cnbc by jonathan vane Vanian, Vanian, not sure how to say that person's name. Um, I love uh, common sense media for teachers. That's where I double check that documentaries are okay to watch because parents can leave reviews and they're very specific. Yeah, I like anyway, that website too. I digress. So OpenAI is partnering with common sense media to create AI guidelines and education materials for teens and families. The CEO, Sam Altman, I think recently he actually got fired as CEO and then everyone freaked out and then they brought him back. But that I might have made that up. Um, He briefly spoke out about the partnership, said he hopes it will benefit kids without access to AI. Interesting. Part of OpenAI's mission is to make AI available for free. And in September, Craig Newmark Philanthropies, the Craigslist founder's philanthropic arm, said it contributed $3 million to be a part of this as well. That's a lot for Craigslist. That is a lot for Craigslist. I didn't know that they were still doing this. Craigslist will be around forever, I think. Have they updated their website or is it still just like... No, I think it still looks exactly the way it used to. I love that for Craigslist and also in and out French fries they just really don't give a fuck like i find this interesting because it's like i understand that the ceo of open ai sure would like ai to get in the hands of kids without access but that's not really an initiative i want to know like how are you going to make it better 
for educators yeah. and students. It's seeming like it's really in the idea phase right now. Like it seems like some guys definitely had an idea. I'm looking forward to something happening, hopefully. We could have something really good here or we could have something that's like kind of a flop. It could be a flop and I think it might be. There is a bill. There's a press release that I'm reading from December 15th. A Republican and a Democrat held hands across the aisle and said, I would love to expand AI literacy and introduced the Artificial Intelligence AI Literacy Act. And the bill would codify AI literacy as a key component of digital literacy and create opportunities to incorporate AI literacy into existing programs. Again, big idea, guys, in Washington, D.C. We love an idea. Groundbreaking. We love to open an office and be like, we have this office that works on this now. Would you clap for us, please? They're like, it has two sometimes three people when Cheryl comes in on Wednesdays. Exactly. Pat Young Pratt says every teacher, administrator, and student should know how to use AI and how AI works because when you understand the underlying fundamentals, you will be better able to use AI safely, effectively, and responsibly. AI literacy will help school leaders realize the benefits of AI while mitigating the risks. And I feel like that kind of kind of sums up the vibes. That's a pretty good summarization of the vibe. Basically, I just feel like this is like the government saying we will potentially now acknowledge AI as like a thing. The government's like, AI, let's talk about it. She's out there and we're in the know. What do we know? What do you know? Is really all they've said. One thing that didn't say in the official press release was that there's money that schools get for digital literacy, but it's like really specific as to what they can spend it on. So if this bill passes, schools can use their digital equity competitive grant program money to AI literacy, which would be nice. A little club, a little workshop, certainly not an entire (laughs) class taught by a teacher. Absolutely not. They said you can have a nonprofit come once a week. Thanks. The bill isn't setting aside new money. It's just saying you can use the money we gave you if you want for this other thing. But I think that what's really important is that states are outlining when schools and districts allow students to use AI and when they say don't use AI. I think it has to be like a consideration because we have plagiarism rules and stuff. (laughs) We love plagiarism. (laughs) North Carolina outlined guidance for different levels of AI use in the classroom. And they're arguing that saying, no, you can never use it is like sticking your head in the sand is what they say. This is not something we can pretend doesn't exist and think that we can ban and then it won't be an issue. A la cell phones. They're like, we know that shit's not going to work. They have this cute little chart that I can link or include somewhere on the video maybe but it has like no ai use and then ai assisted and ai assisted editing and like they have different tiers when it's appropriate when it's not and this like this is something that i saw in my grad school syllabuses syllabi they called that out like when you can and can't use it i like that they called it out that's one been one of my fears with grad school is that they're not going to be explicit about when you can and when you can't and i'm afraid that i'm going to get in trouble yeah because you can cite it you can use an mla or apa citation for ai use interesting and you have to submit like the chat that you used with it i've never i guess that makes sense that you would be able to cite it so i think this is really cool that North Carolina made this because I think it's just like there's so much shit that we're we get thrown into when we're teaching that it's like there's no guidance on it whatsoever and that's kind of like how AI has 
felt for a lot of people that have talked to me about it, where it's like you have to do additional learning or kids are going to outpace you in this area and be cheating like crazy. It scares me so bad how much they cheat in some of their classes. And just what you're saying, like we just don't really receive any training on it. And I'm sorry if my district gets mad at me for saying this, but like we had to do a PD thing and you got to pick which thing you wanted to do. And so I picked AI because I was like, yeah, I would like to learn about AI. And the AI tool that they showed us was Microsoft Translate, which like, I guess technically Microsoft Translate does use AI, apparently. I was corrected. I thought it didn't. Apparently it does. But like, that's not what anyone needs to know. Like day one, first thing should have been like, here's how to detect if AI was used on an assignment. Yeah. But that's good feedback for them to know, like, if they're going to get you a PD on AI, like what would be actually helpful? Something that you can take back to the classroom the next day and apply versus who the fuck is using Microsoft Trans? What did you say? It literally was Microsoft Translate. It is a good feature. Like I, the tool that they mentioned was helpful. I just feel like it was not what people who signed up for AI training wanted. Yeah. But Microsoft Translate has a feature where you can speak into it and it like lets you have a convo. So like you can hold up a phone and both of you are talking in your native language and it like transcribes what you're saying and translates the it. Google has that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's like, it's not what we came for. Yeah, that could have been an email. Hey, did you know that you can do this on your phone? Literally, that's why I was like, come on. Like when magic school exists and you're going to show me this. What is magic school? Magic school actually changed my entire life. What is it? Let's talk about it. So it is AI that's specifically like for schools. A lot of it is really bad. Like a lot of it is really, 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 really stupid. Really bad. Like some, some of it's bad. But I actually show this on my other YouTube. If you know, you know. If you don't know, it's called Annie Teachers. And I show like actual helpful things. And I try really, really, really fucking hard to not curse. But it's really hard. <laughs> so you can like use it at work. I'm trying so hard I'm proud to of not you. curse. Because I need to be able to email it to people. But anyway, I show the good parts of magic school. My favorite parts are you can create multiple choice assessments. Like you can just type in a standard and it'll make it. Or... What I usually do is you can like paste like a little passage. So like for a bell ringer, I'll find like a little passage that I like, throw it in there. And I always have it make more questions than I need because when it makes questions, some of them are always bad. Like some of them are always confusing or like not really what I wanted. So I'll have it make multiple choice questions. The feature that everyone at my school is fucking obsessed with is the um, YouTube question generator, you can paste a link to a YouTube video. And as long as that video has closed captions on it, which like 90% of them do, it will create questions on the YouTube video and you tell it what kind of questions you want. So you can put like multiple choice, true, false, open-ended, and it just like scans the transcript and makes questions based on that. And you can put the grade level too. I mainly use it for those things. It also has a bunch of stuff. Like it has an IEP generator, which like I feel like maybe we should do that for real. That's like not sitting super well with me. Yeah, people are already copying, pasting IEPs. They're like, this goal will work for just everybody. It, <laughs> some of the other good ones that it has is it has like letters of recommendation generator, parent email generator, sentence starters, a lot of things like that. It's very, very helpful. It's also good at, it has a, a text rewriter. So I use that a lot. Like I'll paste in articles and be like, put this at an eighth grade level. Cool. 
Oh, wait. This one's new. I want to try this. It's called... I needed this my first year. Jesus. It's called um, Standards Unpacker, and you can unpack any standard into parts to understand what students need to learn. Let me just like Google a random standard. I'm going back to teaching so I can play with it. So I'm just putting in a random standard. Identify legal, political, and social dimensions of reconstruction. And I put that it was a grade 10 because... Okay, this would be so helpful for like a first year teacher just to see what this looks like. So all I did was paste in that standard. It gave me the key components. It basically just turned it into a bullet list. And then it gave me examples of different learning targets and examples of different assessment strategies and like a bullet list of some topics to cover. That is so awesome. So that's what I mean. Like as someone who has taught this standard, this is definitely not everything they need to know. But if I was a first year teacher and I did not know what a learning target was, it would be very helpful to give, it gave me three examples that are pretty good. Like examine the social changes that took place during reconstruction and explain the significance of public schools and the rise of Jim Crow laws like not perfect I don't know why they put public schools in there you could have phrased that differently around segregation but like good starting place yeah I just feel like stuff like that could really like free up your brain power to do more things like differentiation and cultural relevancy and all of the shit that like we always need to do but it's like the first thing to fall apart if you're drowning in work because you're trying to do shit like this and post it on your board in the morning or whatever that is like because we're amongst friends here that's really what I use it for like the learning objective the whatever the success criteria the all the things and to me like the biggest win there and the thing that I've like enjoyed the most out of using AI to like save myself time is I've been able to give a lot more student feedback because normally I would be like rushing through grading because I had so much to do and that's something that like you can do it fast if you're doing it shitty, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's been like a cool thing this year to see like how impactful it is for them to actually get like really comprehensive feedback because I'm not having to go put a learning target on the bulletin. I mean, I still have to put it up there, but at least like, I you don't have to sit and there and think it. about it. Yeah. No, I love that. Somebody, when I asked for submissions about like experiences people have had with this, somebody said that they use Magic School to write report card comments. And I know that shit takes so long like that's the perfect example where like you can do it you just don't have the time to sit there and type it out but like you know what it's supposed to look like and you're not going to put something wrong yeah that sounds really cool we love magic school around here the same person also said they also use it to reply to parent emails when they're too sassy or mad to form their own words also when your brain is just cooked with anger you can let the robots do it this person i have used it Kind of for this as well. I use it to write rubrics. Nice. That's good. I like that. It does have a good rubric generator. Magic School does. Oh, and one thing, I use ChatGPT for this. I feel like it's ChatGPT does a better job than Magic School for this one specific task. So we do this review activity that is literally like, if you had told me four years ago that I do this, I would have been like, no, you don't. That's so boring and so stupid, but it literally works so well. And I feel like an 80-year-old woman doing it. I will force them to read the study guide. It's on paper. And I give them a paper worksheet that has questions that are word for word in the study guide. And they're just out of order. The whole purpose of that 20 minutes is just to force you to read the study guide again and again and again, looking for the answers to the questions. So I'm, I don't want to make questions. So after I make the study guide, I paste it in ChatGPT and I say, turn these bullet points into question format. Mm-hmm. It does that. And I say, perfect, put them in a different order. And then it jumbles them all up. Mm-hmm. Someone, someone submitted something juicy. Tell us. My boss uses it. This is a teacher. I know this person. 
My boss uses it to write us emails, and it's so obvious and so cringe. I think about, I think it is how she obtained her doctorate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I would not be surprised. I literally sometimes will have to ask ChatGPT. I'm like, can you say that like a human being? Yeah, I'm like, be normal. We have company. It will literally put, give a a warm thumbs up. I have some submissions too. Please. People people that are talking about things that I've been wondering about. I teach history, so most of my assignments are open-ended questions that they write answers to. So for me to detect cheating, it's pretty easy because I just copy and paste it and I use copy leaks but there's a bunch of websites that are free where you don't even have to make an account and it'll just tell you like what percent it's human generated Mm -hmm. so it's pretty easy for me but I've been wondering what about math how do you tell if they used it with math and that's what a couple people said they said not it's not easy to tell when they used it with math really struggling with this lots of kids cheating in math specifically that would be tough the new calculator yeah and even like showing your work You can tell the AI to show its work and just write that down. Yeah. I remember when we had calculators in high school, too, people would be like, you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket. And we all do now. (laughs) That was funny. I know. Like, looking back on that, they, like, really flopped with that one. I know. But the number sense element of Common Core is why I really enjoy – like, one of the reasons I do like Common Core standards for math, at least at the – level that I taught because it's like you have to understand where it comes from. AI can't verbally do that for you at least, but yeah. But I also feel like math curriculum in this country is kind of a mess. Like I feel like we need kids learning more functional math around like personal finance and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know. I feel like in 2024, unless you like really like math, there's no reason for you to be in calculus. Like the average citizen does not need to know calculus. Right. But like you do need to know what interest accrual is no yeah you're right we need to do a whole episode on that shit all right lots of people saying hate it very understandable scared got a scared in all caps the big consensus i'm getting is that tons of people love using it for themselves but are having a hard time with their students using it this is the best i use it to help me do meaningless paperwork i don't get paid for it's like our contracts say other duties as assigned but we just assign them to the robots yeah that's my assistant Please speak to her respectfully. (laughs) (laughs) This one person said that kids are using AI to write persuasive essays about why they should sit next to their friends. I'm going to ask AI to write that about us right now. Oh my God, cute. We should have had AI write this episode script. That would have been really funny. Actually, so I'm making an executive decision. We're going to have it write an intro and we'll read it and we can put that at the beginning. Okay, okay. I like ask people for solutions about AI and one person did suggest using like experiential learning and like really focus on that because like if you ask the kids to explain something they've experienced then they can't use AI to help. I have absolutely had AI pretend to have an experience for me. Did it do a good job? Yeah. I mean, if you didn't know me and you didn't know that that absolutely did not happen, it was very weird. I couldn't believe it actually did it. But the same person said that they work at an online school and kids just use it and don't care if it makes sense. So that like goes back to you saying that they just like copy and paste it. I mean, if you're No, they're literally just vibing. Like (laughs) We've had this conversation about cheating in general. If you're going to cheat, do it well. Do it well. I will never get over the something about the law that your student said. I just will never recover. Oh, my God. We were talking about this literally two days ago. We were talking about because a kid from that class came in. Okay, so this is how it started. Once I'm like done teaching them, I have all the kids in the class sign a little bandana and I put like third period, fall, whatever. So that bandana was hanging on the wall and some of the kids at another class noticed that two kids wrote like 
blank and blank carried this class and they wrote it like really big. And because those were like the only two kids that did their work. So that led us into the incident where I literally, I was so over them. Like I was so over them. I distinctly remember the question asked them, what was the outcome of Eugene Debs court case and how did that affect something? I don't remember what the effect part was, but it was a two-part question. And literally half my class copy and pasted the same answer he talked down to the law with no capitalization <laughs> or punctuation. And I'm more mad. Let me tell you why I'm actually even more mad. The answer was in the passage that I had pasted directly above the question. That's the thing that like you had something that you could have copied and pasted. Anyways, do you want to talk any more about your YouTube? Oh, yes. If you are terrified of AI, but you want to use it and you want to make the robots do your work, even if you are not a techie person, I have a second YouTube called E&E Teachers. Um, we can link it in the description where I like do screen recordings and show you exactly. Click here, click here. And I show you with real examples of my content. And it's so much easier than you think it is. If you have ever showed your class like an article you found online or you're able to navigate YouTube, you can use AI. It is so much easier than you think it is. And it whether you want to use it a little bit or a lot of it, it can be very helpful. And the videos I have on there are really short. They're like less than 10 minutes Ain't nobody got time to be sitting here for two hours for a PD. Like, no. No, that's awesome. I think that you are the perfect person to teach that. I mainly just did it because I realized that I don't want to try at work. So I wanted to be able to send them YouTube videos, but I didn't want to be embarrassed. No, I get it. Everybody should subscribe. Click like, subscribe. It's such an uncharted territory and it's like so intimidating, but we got to figure it out at some point. So we do have to figure it out. We do have to figure it out. Into the unknown, point. like Elsa said. We hope everyone has a good day and that your robots do all your work. Yeah. And that your students do their work and they don't know about the robots. May they not know about the robots. Amen. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Bye. Mwah.